If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This week's episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Gamefly. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked episode 361. It's Xbox here at IGN. Every week, we've got the latest and greatest from the world of Xbox. This week, uh, a new way to interact with your Xbox in the wake of the tragic passing of Kinect. Rest in peace. Uh, Also, THQ Nordic picking up a beloved intellectual property that you may remember from the Xbox 360 days. We'll talk more about that and a lot more. And in the meantime, a quick reminder, if you're not already joining us Early every week, you've got that opportunity. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday, you can get this show early, 24 hours early. In fact, if you come to unlocked.ign.com, otherwise it'll hit YouTube and all the podcast feeds on Wednesday afternoon. So keep that in mind moving forward. As I said, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I've got Destin Legary to my right. Hi, everybody. Brandon Tyrell. Hello. Back from the almost <clears throat> Back dead. from the brink. <laughs> the, the, the con flu nearly claimed him. The PAX plague got me real good. Yeah. Uh, good to have Mark Medina here checking in as well. Hello. Uh, I feel it's, I'm, I'm left out of this button-up group, <laughs> this button-up collection we've got going on here. <laughs> well, that's one way to fix it, I guess. Anyway, uh, good to see all you guys. Yeah. We've got plenty to talk about. As always, it's rarely a slow week, especially as we head into the fall season. Yeah. I hope mm-hmm. everybody enjoyed the Ralph Fulton uh, sit-in last week. He interviewed him for a while, and then he just hung out for the rest of the show, hmm. which was great. Uh, we've got Forza Horizon 4 coverage hitting IGN Wednesday at 12.01 a.m. Pacific. So basically, when you wake up on Wednesday morning, it'll be there for you. I had a chance to go over and play the first uh, two Two hours of the of the campaign. Oh, nice! Yeah, so I'll be talking all about that. It's awesome, as I do mm-hmm. on IGN. And then uh, one other quick show note as well, related show note, cousin show. Want to remind everybody, <laughs> IGN Unfiltered publishes every month. I sit down with a, a guest, a, a known person from the games industry, and this month it's Ted Price. Obviously, they've got I know Spider-Man. that person. Yeah, <laughs> not coming out on Xbox, but for you Xbox fans specifically. I uh, believe I talk a lot about Sunset Overdrive yeah. with as well. So look for that. Actually, I guess by the time this show airs, it'll be up. The full episode will be up. So please check that out on IGN, YouTube, and or your podcast feeds. Let's keep it rolling, gents. We've got uh, Alexa is is has invaded your Xbox. Alexa, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox on. Yep. Yes. We did it. We did it. Does, it, does anybody here use the functionality of Alexa with their Xbox? Well, let's tell, I mean, let's tell them about not it. Not yet. Okay, okay. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, per the Microsoft release. Now, Brandon, you and I were – we'll talk about this in a second. It's a really odd timing. I, I don't understand <laughs> quite the branding here, the sort of branding within branding, but mm. it's they're sort of calling this whole voice command system Xbox skill. Yeah, it's strange. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get the messaging on it. Um, it's it, – I get that, like, they have to call something, they have to have a name for the entire, like, sphere, the entire right. feature, mm-hmm. right? Like, because it, it does support, <clears throat> what is it, Alexa, Cortana. Cortana but not Google, uh, the Google oh, Home yeah. Assistant right. yet. Yeah, at least, at least yet, yeah. right? But uh, the Harman Kardon Invoke, Sonos One, um, iOS and Android. So they, it's supporting a lot of hardware 
and I get they need one name, but I don't know what Xbox skill implies. Well, here you go. Hmm. With the Xbox skill, you can use voice commands to power your Xbox One console, adjust volume, launch games and apps, start and stop broadcasts on Mixer, <coughs> capture screenshots, and more. So effectively, that's everything you used to be able to – well, you still can, but yeah. do with uh, with Connect. Yeah. I mean, everybody that's moved on to – Well, Connect uh, Voice, yeah. Yeah, everybody that's moved on to uh, an Xbox One S or X probably isn't using their Connect anymore because there's no port for it, yeah. and they sold the adapters for <coughs> like uh, a minute, <laughs> about a minute, uh, so and 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 at a criminally high price. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like forty dollars mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. stupid adapter. Curious, cable. I'm curious what those are going for on eBay these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've got one, you might be able to make like, unload it <laughs> now before everybody figures out this that this uh, voice command stuff. Yeah, is out there. <laughs> Uh, so Microsoft goes on to add, it's the fastest way to get into your games and one of the easiest ways to interact with your console for everyday tasks. For example, if you have the skill enabled on your Echo and you're a part of the Insider Preview, that's it's rolling out to the uh, inner, rings inner rings of the Insider yeah. Preview right now. It'll um, obviously move out to everybody over time. Just say, and I'm, I'll see if I screw over anybody out in the audience right now, Alexa, start Rocket League. And what's cool about that, it doesn't, even if the console's off, it'll actually turn it on yeah. and then launch the game. So I like that. I like that it's it's uh, it's sort of retroactive. You don't have to do it step by step. You can just skip to step two, yeah. and it'll take care of step one for you. Uh, the Xbox skill integrates with your Cortana. You already covered that stuff. So uh, and, and for the full list of commands, if you're in this, just uh, say, Alexa, ask Xbox, what can I say? And it'll give you... The full rundown. Yeah, I'm really curious to try this. I am not part of the Insiders <clears throat> program, so I'll have to wait a little bit. Um, but I am one of those guys that never thought that he would have a smart house, you know, because, yeah. yeah. like, the government is watching and all that, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, as I get older, I realize, like, anything you do on the Internet is essentially putting you on the map. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think uh, the government or anyone else cares yeah. about what, what color party lights you have going <laughs> that on in your Rocket League. <laughs> it's like I still shred my junk mail, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. as an old habit. Yeah, but like, There's more yeah. pressing information than that on the Internet <laughs> at, at, you know, the drop of a Google. Uh, I saw something online <clears throat> kind of speaking about that that I thought was really funny. It's like in the 80s, like, oh, your phone could be wiretapped. And now yeah. it's like, yeah. hey, wiretap, look up popcorn flavors. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, but I, I have multiple Alexa dots throughout the house, and I have one major one, and it's cool. We use it to play uh, Spotify. We use it to find out what the weather is, what time it is. We use it to do, like, rain sounds at night. So it's it's in my living room, and it's really cool that I don't have to, like – if the controller's sitting on the Xbox, I don't have to walk to my TV, pick up the controller, and walk back to the couch. Mm-hmm. I can just sit down and just like you know turn it on, play ne- or start Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if this did start up during the Xbox One S and X development projects when they mm-hmm. knew that they were going to be walking away from from Connect entirely. Because right. we've we've actually wanted this for we've talked about it on the podcast that we we wanted this. Like, yeah. right. oh, it'd be great right. to have. Yeah. You know, uh, something to just, you know, a mic array to plug into the Xbox mm-hmm. to do all the stuff mm-hmm. that connects. Find popcorn seasoning or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I haven't jumped on the like Alexa train yet just because it was like when it first came out, it was like $80. Yeah. yeah. Like, Alexa, buy Mark and Alexa. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, or, or everyone at home appreciates I that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it did anything. It's like this episode. Tutter just going to show up at my house. I'm like, <laughs> yes. That epi- <laughs> what was that episode of South Park where Carmen was like saying commands? Like, oh, yeah. Like Trey Parker and Matt Stone specifically <laughs> did these horrible commands. Like, add uh, this to our shopping list. Yeah. <clears throat> this reminds me of that. But it's like, I think it was last year I saw you could get like a four pack of the dots. <laughs> For like 120 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, that kind of like makes me sort of want one because yeah. it's like then I can put one in every room. And and I didn't even know Alexa could do this. I'm really like, I don't know anything about Alexa. I didn't know that you could that they're all synced together. I guess I could have guessed since <clears> they <throat> they sell them in four packs. And that you can be like play music and you can tell it to play music on all of them at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of cool. I don't nice. have the biggest house in the it's- world, but like to be, if you're just home alone and you're like, I want to be able to, you know, you're, if you're cleaning, you're cleaning yeah. basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, you're going from the living room to the kitchen to the bathroom, and it's like, it's kind of cool to kind of always have one. Every Meanwhile, in Medina Manor, yes, yes. To, to send one it to bedroom, San Francisco. Alexa, send that, send those bumping tunes to the to my downstairs study. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> Alexa, I'd like to hear Coldplay in the solarium. <laughs> 
Um, I so, love it. <clears throat> so wearing we, a robe all the time. Yeah, <laughs> a smoking jacket. Yeah. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, the thing I'll say about the dot, and this is like not Xbox related at all, but <laughs> no, we're uh, reviewing Alexa. Products. Yeah, the, the dot speakers are not great. So like buy sure. buy a stand up one. But I also have a dot in almost every room in the house just for mm-hmm. that reason. It's like. The the sync sometimes falls in and out. So like you, when I say Alexa resume music in in this group, that all all you know, we call it group everywhere, um, like four of them will play and one of them doesn't. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it is hit or miss. But it's cool when I'm doing the dishes or vacuuming or something for that exact same reason. Well, and so I was going to bring up the point that like I never used Connects controls. Like it was, that. they're great. Like they're really I use, I use them all the time. Off, it's just because it's like yeah. I've had it not work a couple oh, of times. Yeah, and once it doesn't work, sometimes. It was just like I'm just never gonna. Eat that's it, that's know? totally like, fair. Like, and that was just kind of like my thing is like, you know, the you tell Alexa to order you something. The second you get a product you didn't intend to order, you're just like I'm never doing that again. Yeah, yeah. right. It's just kind of how it was. I, I would be like Xbox on. It's it, Xbox on, and you're just yeah. like, or I could just push the button on my controller yeah. and be there. And so that's why I've never like really jumped on board. Like I don't use Siri. The the extent of Siri on my phone is Siri set a timer. Oh, like really? I don't be, I would never be like, oh, I got work in the morning. Siri set my alarm. For, oh, I use that. I, would, I use it for I, that all the I time. I feel like I would never trust that it actually set it or or Siri buy movie tickets or I would. But I, tell I, I don't use any of that. Be like stuff. Mark, that you're, that's me, true. It does. Your six thirty a.m. alarm is on. That yeah. tells me you're a worry wart. But guess what? <laughs> even if even if Siri said, I would still and make sure that the little arc alarm icon is there. Yeah. And in, so, in my opinion, I might as well just. I, I mean, no, but myself. you make a good point, though. It's a worry. A little that worry is boy. that is totally fair. And I think what what's cool about this is by integrating with Cortana, by integrating with Alexa, mm-hmm. and hopefully, because the common reply on my Twitter th- uh, thread about this was a lot of people looking for Google Home. Like, yeah, where's hopefully yeah. that's coming? <laughs> yeah, because um, a lot of people use that. The, these uh, APIs should be. Theoretically, better than mm-hmm. Connect was because they're used by just so many millions of people that they're mm-hmm. they're iterated on at a at a oh. unbelievable rate com- compared to what Connect had. You know the yeah. installed base and the you know what what was going on with Connect. I'm not knocking Connect. I'm just saying. I just love Microsoft's commitment to the dream <laughs> is to be like, yeah. you know what, we're not going to sell Connects anymore. It's too expensive. The adapters kind of suck, but. Here's it, it's here's an alternative. Yeah, like exactly. it still exists, and it's one of those things. Like if you were really hard up for voice recognition software in your mm-hmm. house for your Xbox, like Alexa or Google Home or Cortana, is it probably a fairly attractive proposition for you? So now they're like, look, if you have this infrastructure in your house already set up, now you can use it with your Xbox. You don't have mm-hmm. to buy a Connect. And that was me. Like I owned a Connect back when I rented a room in a house, so there wasn't much room in my bedroom. So that camera was always facing my bed. Yeah. You know? And so I just put a post-it over it and just use voice commands, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really enjoying the fact that now there isn't a camera on in my in my living room. Just to be the contrarian of the group, <laughs> I have no interest in this tech whatsoever. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I'm just like I'll just turn all I would use it for is turning it on and turning it off yeah and beyond yeah. that like the functionality isn't robust enough that I really need it in my life I mean I have a small tiny San Francisco apartment yeah. I turn on the light switch when I come home and I turn off when I go the, home. the, the bulk With your of, finger yeah like a peasant <laughs> like a heathen the Do you know how many of germs my, uh, are on the average light switch <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alexa what, light 50 yeah. percent in the foyer <laughs> what I yeah. loved about the connect voice stuff to, mm-hmm. to your point like I you know I get that it might actually be going more out of your way than than, yeah. than the regular way on some things, but you know the controllers to save batteries shut off after yeah. ten fifteen minutes. I think mm-hmm. it is. Uh, so my pr- most frequent use of Connect Voice when I had a, the original Xbox One to, to I think it had a Connect port on it was uh, for media controls and media playback. Like if, mm-hmm. if I'd be watching something on Netflix, mm-hmm. it was it'd just be I'd use it to to pause and play. Or volume up, volume down. Yeah. When the when the remote's over there and the controller's turned off and setting, you know, on the table next to the couch, it was great. That was quicker and easier. So yeah. I liked it a lot for that. But I like with with this implementation now with Xbox Skill trademark. It's uh, like I was saying, it you can you can skip you can skip steps. You know, you yeah. don't have to turn it on and it's just. Hey, launch this game and it turns it on and launches that game. I think because Alexa's always yeah. listening. If it worked with my phone, 
and I could just be like Xbox pause, it, and my it phone does. Was it, over it does there. work with your phone. There well, are three well, options. That's, that's the only way that if I you have an Amazon account. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. If no, you have, it's okay. If you have an Amazon account on iOS or Android, you mm-hmm. theoretically should have this functionality. I'm not guaranteeing it. Like you'll have to go in and set up, set up some steps, but I believe. You know, you can pull out your phone and be like, Xbox on. Yeah. You know, that or Alexa, the, turn on the Xbox. That's the only case I would use it. I'm not buying a bunch of Alexas for my apartment, though. <laughs> well, here's that's the thing. Not- I mean, I was going to tell you this, but, like, I bought my four dots on Prime Day or Black mm-hmm. Friday or something. They're, mm-hmm. they're, like, I think you can get them for, like, 30 bucks a piece. Yeah, that's, like, five bucks a piece. I, bu- I bought one as a gift on Black Friday for 30 bucks. <clears throat> yeah. Not a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, if you use it. I mean, if not, it's kind of a gimmick, but. For the people who are going to use it. I think it's good. It's a it's a positive thing, but for me personally, nah. Yeah, I don't fair know. enough. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I want is I know uh, the not going to buy it, Brandon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I don't want it. Sales <laughs> Why won't you let Amazon love you? Um, I know they're they're you know being introduced with a subset of of voice commands and all that, but I would love for one day, and maybe it doesn't now. I haven't actually dug into it um, because I'm not part of the Inside program, but um, I would love for one day to be able to say like Alexa, download all the games with gold or yeah. Mm, that'd Ale- be nice. Alexa, um, you know, download recently purchased or something. Like, if it can start a download for me, mm-hmm. you know, when I don't have to be at home, I know you can do it remotely, but yeah, like it's, it's little quality of life like stuff that like lot. that, where I don't have to go turn on the Xbox, grab the controller, start a download, set it down, go do something else. I can just say it when I get home. Or Xbox has been smart about offering these kind of options. Their their ba- user yeah. base, and that's excellent. It's yeah, quality. Here's, of life. here's Mark Medina. Alexa, download that game. All right, I'm going to turn my TV on, make sure it's actually downloading. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark, I don't trust smart devices to do what they're right, yeah. supposed We're to do. You know what? Me. I better check my order history just to make sure it didn't yeah. buy anything for me. Um, but yeah, I wonder if, you know, if, if Xbox, Microsoft will just totally lean into this now and, and again, hopefully add the Google Home to it and, and just support this stuff moving forward. Like with, with Xbox Scarlet uh, as next gen, I wonder if we... If they'll just use this and say, hey, we've been fleshing that out with, with, with more commands, Scarlet works with that, just plug in something else. Right. Or if they might consider building a mic array into the box. So I really like that idea. And I know some people are saying, well, why not put it in the controller, right? But I, I think you, pretty, you, you answered that. A, a, a device with, a, with an array that has the functionality to turn on the device um, needs to always be on, right? It has to have exactly. constant connection. You would run, buy battery life. You would run through so many rechargeable or yeah. not rechargeable batteries yeah. to uh, to get that functionality. So I like that. The one thing I'm worried about is we saw this with the introduction of the Xbox One. All this new stuff, you know, stuff that technically worries people, stuff that people are like unsure about. Like I don't want that in a console. Um, it sounds very similar to you know what the Xbox One X is today. Is 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 a lot of it was ported over from what they originally pitched for the Xbox One before they walked all that back. Yeah, and we saw the reaction to it, right? So I'm worried about with Scarlet saying, okay, and it comes with a mic that you can turn on or off to, you know, make use of this this uh, voice voice integration. I can see people being a little worried about their their device having a mic on it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Understanding you know that your phone has a mic on it, you know, yeah. Yeah. multiple but, devices that you already own have mics on them, but I can just see like the reaction to it. Like my Xbox is going to be listening to me in the living room, you know? Well, you know, you, you've now <laughs> just with that, you've, you've convinced me now that that's not It's not going to happen because I think the, the point you were dancing meant, around, dancing poorly, around a little bit, but yeah. is the, just the connect thing of, you know, Xbox has been moving away from, uh, they, or they've been moving. Let's put this, let me phrase it more optimistically this way: they've been moving towards laser focus on game playing di- abilities. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One X is super powerful silicon and nothing else. Yeah. No, no other gimmicks or it's just that's that's all it is. Whereas you know the, the world freaked out at the <laughs> for yeah. various reasons mm-hmm. sure. at the original Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe. They're just not going to include any extras or or even potentially off-putting things, That's even though thing. they'd have a, a lot of benefits too. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, yeah. and just say, forget it. Pl- if you want this, plug in a plug in an Alexa. Yeah, I, I think so. Or like maybe, I mean, you'd have to sell an adapter or like some sort of like USB device that you plugged into it for thirty bucks or, or less, because that's how much a dot costs essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it would be such a cool piece of tech to have on there. But I. I I really, I think that they're very, very conscious of the fact that this could have backlash as far as like fair. public opinion mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. You know? 
Well, there you go. So if you are in the innermost <clears throat> Xbox Insider circles, give it a try now. And uh, write us. Unlocked at IGN.com. I'd be curious to hear what you think of it. Yeah. Unlocked is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want with no late fees or due dates ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back and they'll send you the next title on your list. That means you can kill as many zombies as you want in State of Decay 2 before swapping games. It is awesome. And now, Gamefly is offering movie rentals as well. Today, Unlocked listeners get access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com unlocked. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com U-N-L-O-C-K-E-D. That's Gamefly.com unlocked. Check it out. Next up, THQ Nordic or as I like to call them these days, oh. Vulture Studios. Mm, got it. <laughs> THQ Vulture. They have acquired the rights to Kingdoms of Amalur. You may remember Kingdoms of Amalur, colon, Reckoning. Reckoning, mm. yeah. Xbox mm-hmm. 360 release, Parts which was extremely well-received. IGN gave it a 9.0 back in the day. Uh, over at OXM, I think we might have been 8 or 8.5 on that one also, back in the terrible. day. <laughs> All right. Just, sorry, I'm playing the part of the internet. Test it. <laughs> God, this. Here's the original trailer for it if, if you're watching if on you're video watching now. It's bringing me back, man. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I, I actually, I don't, I'm just poking a little fun at, at THQ. But because the reality is uh, they have been gobbling up a lot of dormant or dead intellectual properties and franchises. But that's great. Like these, mm-hmm. there's a chance Absolutely. for, for yeah. new life for a lot of these. Especially uh, because I mean, people really loved Kingdoms of Amalur. Yes, this game in particular, yeah. Brandon. You you've got seventy hours into this. You said. I mean, years and years and years ago. Yeah, but I did put like seventy, eighty hours into it, playing it as a as an RPG, right? Not as an action action RPG, like maybe a Darksiders one. Mm-hmm. This this. What I loved about Kings of Amalur was it was like a computer RPG, like those old heady, like real nerdy fantasy. Right, like OG Bioware. Yeah, like there's an old universe to it. There's a whole uh, lore well, system I it, and, and I, I could be wrong, but wasn't it originally supposed to be an MMO? No. That's, so, or there's something there. Okay, go. You got this. You want to do it? <laughs> no, you got this. So, it was someone. a. It was a. Uh, it was a two-parter essentially. It was a okay. twofer, you might say. It's Kurt Schilling's game studio, right. 38, thirty-eight studios, studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and they suffered a horrific fate that we've been over before. Yeah, so that's a long, drawn-out story that deals with the state of Rhode Island, of all things. <laughs> uh, but so the Ambler thing, like they brought in Todd McFarlane to do the art. They brought in R. A. Salvatore, who is a prolific fantasy author. Mm-hmm. He actually just released a book last week, I think it was called Timeless. They sent us a copy for reasons I literally have no idea why. Uh, it's it's fantasy, yeah. It's it's like the Drizzo <laughs> tease the Maybe uh, <laughs> yeah, to tease this news. Time. That'll be great. Uh, anyway, so they brought in all these heavy hitters and created a whole universe and created a whole world. And I believe what Amalur was, what what sorry, Reckoning was, was a pr- sort of proof of concept of the world mm. that they were working on, which they would then take and turn into something that they were had codenamed as Project Copernicus. The MMO. Which, which would have been an MMO, mm-hmm. and basically flesh out everything. It was like R.A. Salvatore wrote just tomes of like backstory and, mm-hmm. and world-building and universe and lore, and then they made an action RPG game out of it, which I think is still one of the better ones that I've ever played in a fantasy setting because it did have that sort of pedigree to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a, like, you know, like a Darksiders one where it sets it up, but it's all very linear. You could, you could really dig into it. Yeah. Um, and then they were going to really flesh it out with that MMO afterwards which obviously just, never saw the light of day it looks pretty bankruptcy. good too. the, the it, gameplay it's so Ryan brought up a good I just point remember it having like MMO-esque like <laughs> things about it like action bars and the way the minimap look I remember it looking a lot like like Guild Wars and there so it kind of like gave you that kind of feel yeah I to me it's uh, and I mean this in the most complimentary of ways it's it's the best fable clone I've ever played. Like it's 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 the way it's sort of structured, and I think it feels a lot like fable in the sense of it's you know it's a third Fairy person, tale, yeah. large scale but not MMO fantasy uh, action role playing game with you know uh, with a lot going on in it. Uh, and yeah, it was it was excellent. At the it time. was excellent. Yeah, and here's the thing: is like 
I almost take a little bit of, of disagreement with the, the Fable clone moniker because I feel like that is really just saying that it is, I understand where you're coming from, right? Like the areas were all kind of linear and they let, yeah. like mm-hmm. the forest, the, the enchanted forest was an arena, essentially. It was a yeah, big ass, exactly. it was a big ass room that you could go into. Um, and granted it was a huge room, but it was still just a room, right? It wasn't like an open world. Right. Um, but what I do love about it is what Kingdom, Kingdom, what <laughs> KO, two and what, game. what KOA did was uh, just really lean on like old RPG, like old school RPG, um, you know, pillars where they had multiple cities, like not just villages or towns, like where you go buy a bow and kick a chicken. You, they had cities where you go in and there are like a dozen shopkeepers to the point where I never finished the game because I got exhaustion from it. Like I would go somewhere and I'd be like, oh my God, this city is six levels deep <laughs> and it's full of gnomes and dwarves and I kind of. Oh, I'll, I'll come back later. And I, I unfortunately never did. But it is one of those games where I always regret not finishing it. And I think it had more breadth to it than something like Fable or even something like Darksiders 2, you know, which is ostensibly sort of the same structure. I mean, that's fair. But I think just as far as to give people sort of an idea of how it plays, mm-hmm. I think the Fable comparison is is reasonably fair. Well, now we fight to the death. Now it's, <laughs> now it's on. Uh, I do wonder if people saw that, like cartoony art style action RPG mm-hmm. and then got into it and was like, wait, why am I reading about the pantheon <laughs> of a world I've never heard of? You know? So, uh, <clears throat> other stuff THQ Nordic has, has acquired, you know, w- and go, <laughs> you ready guys? I mean, as a Twitter follower put it, maybe that rather than THQ Vulture, it should be like Phoenix, THQ Phoenix, I like Phoenix that. Studios, mm-hmm. rising from the ashes. Yes. Uh, so they've picked up, they've got Red Faction back under yep. their banner, uh, as it was original and the under the original THQ, Saints Row, Time Splitters, the big one from last month, yeah. Homefront, Dead Island, Darksiders, which you just mentioned, Brandon. Uh, destroy all humans among others. Those are kind of the headliners right there. But that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven now, and now eight with Amalur. That's eight, like yeah, and this pretty is, previously so we, successful, well liked IP. Possible remaster, remasters like, or remit. I mean, look at look just at because it's like we got Red Faction, which got remastered. Mm-hmm. The, the, the yes, remastered, remastered. Uh, Saints Row Four has. Has a remaster and now Saints Row three. Wait, what? Well, Saints Row four. I'm sorry, got ported to PS4. Oh, it was originally a 360 PS3 game. Uh, But then now Saints Row three is coming to Switch Mm -hmm. in a that's true uh, remaster. Mm -hmm. The best Um, Saints Row by far. It is by far. We're getting another Darksiders. And then and well, before that (laughs) they got remastered. That's true. And then another Darksiders. Definitive edition. Definitive. Definitive. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, and it, it goes without. Or it should actually be noted, noted that this is a mixture of like buying specific IPs and then buying media companies, right? Mm-hmm. Like they bought Cock yes. Media, K O C H, yes, which owns Deep Silver, which you know has Darksiders and um, I'm sorry, not Darksiders, Dead Island, uh, Dead Island, and Saints Row and you Red know, Faction, Red Faction. So like they're purchasing both companies and IP, and I think mm-hmm. that's really good. I, do you remember when this whole thing went down? When they went bankrupt, essentially? Oh yeah, and then like they were auctioning off. Yeah, the I, the, the properties were all individually auctioned off. That's uh, that's how. Uh, so evolve. I know everybody. Nobody likes to remember evolve particularly fondly, <laughs> but just it started as THQ was the originally the publisher behind that, and fairly early on, that you know THQ went under and Two K bought it. Yeah, W Two K also bought WWE. Yeah. Yeah, that's so right. yeah, they, they, all the everything went to various new owners. So it's great to see them being like from the mess that that was. Like mm-hmm. what two years ago now, three years ago? Oh, way more. Um, but anyway, so, oh, that was fifteen. That's not the point. <clears throat> Go ahead. Um, it's it's nice. <laughs> long story short, it's nice to see like some of these games, like Time Splitters, who has a hu- which has a huge following, mm-hmm. like you know potentially get a second life. Darksiders yeah. three would it have happened without THQ stepping in? I don't know. Probably not. Well, maybe someone else. I feel like in. they're possibly just testing the waters with the remasters. Like maybe the For sure. definitive edition did well enough to warrant like, hey, let's do Darksiders 3 and then maybe, you know, remastered edition will do I, good enough to get another red faction and 
Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not just doing what um, Capcom was doing a number of years ago, which is just remastering all their stuff. Well, they just remaster all the Mega Man X games. Oh, yeah. They still do that. And well, now Resident also... Evil as well. I, Capcom at one point years ago put out a quote that said like, hey, if we people keep buying them, we're just going to remaster oh, the entire catalog. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you were particularly animated. It just, because their, out, their output on 360 was so great. Yeah. Lost Planet, Dead Rising... Uh, Resident Evil Five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's just one or two other big Street ones. Fighter. Uh, yeah, Street Fighter Four. They brought Street Fighter back in such yeah. a big way, and like they were, I thought one of the one of the most impressive third party publishers. And Resident Evil Six yeah. and Resident last so, generation. And I thought I think they're, they've been largely. Thankfully, it now seems to be changing. But mm-hmm. in the the early part of this yeah, generation, they were one of the least impressive publishers. Yeah, I agree. From a from a creativity standpoint. Uh, things are things are turning around for them, but yeah. anyway. But anyway, uh, uh, there is a wrinkle to this Amalore acquisition by THQ Nordic. Uh-oh. A THQ Nordic representative told Eurogamer, quote, EA still has the publishing rights to Reckoning specifically. Mm-hmm. So oh. new games shouldn't be a problem, but, but Kingdoms of Amalore Reckoning, this, the game that Brandon has 70-plus hours into... Uh, I guess if they did want to remat- yeah, remaster they'd, it, they'd have to make some deals. <laughs> they, they would have to cut EA in on it. Yeah, and uh, probably it probably also means, as far as backward compatibility goes, mm-hmm. that that would require. Now, I don't, I don't actually know. I mean, to to the best of my knowledge, having gone up and and done that whole feature story last year on the backwards compatibility team. Oh yeah, I don't think money changes hands. They didn't imply that in any or state it. In any way to me, it's just something they, they, they do it, Microsoft handles it, and then the publisher signs off. For all I know, there, there could still be some, some money changing hands. Uh, I kind of figure no, because... I didn't think there was. They, the, the, if, if, it's back, if Microsoft does the backwards compatibility work, no money changes hands, but then the game goes back up for sale digitally, then the publisher stands to benefit. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I got to figure Anomalor backwards compatibility situation would require an ea sign off i imagine so at this point though like what do they have to lose exactly like if thq says hey we want to remaster this um you know here's five percent royalties or whatever like that would it seemed like a win-win-win for everyone yeah Yeah. triple win a triple win bang yeah old triple win scenario thq (laughs) ea and us (laughs) thank you Yep. I did not expect that to land as flat as it did. All right. <laughs> Brandon, uh, you dug up a quote from last year here yeah, from, a, from a THQ Nordic executive. Just sort of elaborating on the strategy of acquiring intellectual properties, right? And that is to say they're, they're, this isn't their game plan now. They're not just – they don't just you know like patent trolls where they swoop up things and like make their money off that. Um, they actually are developing – you know, they they are purchasing studios and working on active development of games that are new, like Biomutant from Experiment yes, 101. Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing looks cool. Is a THQ uh, joint, um, <clears throat> but that's right. In industry with game game industry. Biz, excuse me, uh, Reinhard Paulus, I want to yes. say, is his name. Um, uh, he spoke to you know this whole strategy and stated that the big challenge is when you have so many IPs, you need to pay respect to all of them. Um, you know, to the good and known ones. Uh, you might think that there's three or four properties, but in reality, it's more like 15 to 20. And he says that's a lot to take care of. And our approach to this is not just doing something with them, but doing the right thing. That takes time. That's why we're sometimes slow and not announcing, say, the next destroy all humans right away. We need to think about the, the place that the IP is in today or has in today's gaming world what the right next step is with it and what the fans want. And once they're comfortable with that, then they go ahead and do it. So it sounds yeah, like yeah. they're, it sounds like they don't just buy something and say like, Hey, throw it on the Xbox. They're saying one. the right things yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. They take it, they vet it, they see what it is. And I imagine that process happens before they purchase it. So the next question for this panel is, uh, this is all well and good. It'd be great to see kingdoms of Amalur live on. Who do you get to do it? Because the original development team long since dissolved, and the you know thirty eight studios crumbled a long time ago now. Bioware. So you you got to look at either somebody that that THQ Nordic already owns, mm-hmm. or somebody that is available, uh, you know, on the on the on the free agent market, effectively an independent developer that you can Dice. get to do this. Um, I mean, it's right off the top of my head, like Biomutant's out next year. Experiment one hundred and one has. 
you know, obvious, like, um, I'm sorry, open world, my, shops. my worlds are, my words are leaving me. Um, they have experience with the cartoony, colorful open world, third person aesthetic. So uh. I, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Really? It was, maybe, <laughs> so it was, it was <laughs> maybe a second project for them after, after Biomutant wraps up. Yeah. I don't know what size their team is. I don't know how many games they've got in the world. Well, it depends right on what it is that you know, they would intend on making, is it just a remaster or up res yeah. or if, you know, cause that could, could essentially be easier than like, Hey, we're remaking a, not remaking, but like making a sequel or, or making just, a, you know, rebooting the franchise basically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird to say we're dead, right? It's only hard to undead, undead labs. Undead undead labs. labs. Yeah, yeah. That could be an interesting partnership, but I'm sure that well, then you get something else. Then you'd have to publish it exclusively on Microsoft consoles. Yep. That'd be great. So I'd, own, that'd yeah. be great for Xbox owners, mm-hmm. but it's maybe not what THQ would be looking for on the, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the portfolio. I don't remember if Amalore had any sort of console timing window no. associated. I, I imagine so. it was 360 and PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And PC? Uh, I take I'm it. sure. Fantasy games always came to PC. <laughs> so, yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, becomes of this. I'm really excited. I'd like I'd like to hear what EA thinks. That's why I was making all the EA jokes. Bioware dice because like if they have this yeah. partnership, like maybe one of those guys could help out with like a small side project to remaster it. Mm-hmm. But if they're just publishing, they would probably yeah, have somebody else do it. And yeah, that's I think. But that's if they have that partnership, like if they're sort of it's, almost forced in that partnership with that, that uh, just with the original th- yeah. game though, yeah, not not with anything new. But by the good things. I'm just saying, good things might be able to come of it. Yeah, yeah, it would it's certainly be positive. I kind of want to go back <laughs> and play it now. <laughs> like I, I kind of want to play it too. I, I know my memories. My memories of it are going to be way better. Does, than, does your save game still exist? Here's the thing: is I still have. I had by the end of that generation, I had four 360s. Mm. So I don't remember which one it was on. I think it was the, the my elite, the black one. Yep. Um, but we'll see. I own an arcade, then upgraded to pro, and then two years later, I upgraded to elite, and then I picked up a fourth one. So I don't know which one it's on, but I could find it. Well, if you find it. You can bring it in, and we could do a Let's Play video on the Unlocked YouTube channel. I'll look at it. It's probably in my basement somewhere. backwards compatible <laughs> or anything? I don't know. I don't think I so. I, I mean, no, I, I don't think it is, but I imagine I could still boot it up on a 360. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We find okay. it, if we find any, a TV with the inputs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> AV inputs. I need the uh, composite cable. Yeah, the composites. Oof. Now, there were the later 360s had it, HDMI. Yeah, you, yeah. Had, you had the component cables that did. Seven, I, think, I, think 720. Only, I think only they, one they model of 360 didn't have HDMI. I think it was the original. The original. Like, like the, 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 the original the, arcade. Yeah, well, because I bought a white 360 before the elites or anything were out, and mine had an HDMI port. And then my brother-in-law bought he also went and bought a white 360, and for some reason, his just didn't. Yeah, it was, was the, like, oh, it was you the arcade. It was a motherboard original line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of them didn't even come with a hard drive, right? That was the arcade. Yeah, that was the arcade. arcade. In the yeah. very beginning, yeah. <laughs> Arcade's like, hey, you just want to play some games? Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Which, for the life of me, I can't even think about how that worked at the time. It's <laughs> like, so crazy. Well, to they think sold about, memory like, cards. Yeah. That's originally. that's what it was, right? Sixty four oh, meg yeah. memory little, cards. That's what it was. Yeah, and originally there were, and then they went up. To, there were eventually two hundred fifty six meg memory <laughs> memory. Cards. I remember the white Xbox three sixty had the little memory card ports, and like I've, I've never never used one. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, it. I think I did some face plates. <laughs> Hey. Still a good idea. Just uh, yeah, didn't there? One time I dropped my Xbox, like I don't know, not even a foot, but I was like, I put it down and kind of stumbled. My face plate just flew off. Yeah, did, did it break? Like, did the clips break? No, or? I just I snapped it back on. There. Oh no, it's broken. <laughs> oh, it's fine. My favorite, my favorite <laughs> face afraid. plate. I could go get it at my desk, but it's uh, the IGN one. No you're a company man. Oh hell no, not, not that. <laughs> um, no, my favorite face plate was one I got before I even got the console. Mm-hmm. So at E3 2015, wait, 2004. Oh, yeah, you were in the industry when this yeah, thing launched. I'm old, remember. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they handed out, a, there was a run of 5,000 E3 uh, special edition faceplates. That's cool. And there, it was a nice, like, fairly minimalist design, and it had a chrome power button. Whereas the regular, you know, the regular 360s, and then most of the, of, of, especially the, the official faceplates, didn't so the and this this Chrome one just had and this sounds super stupid but whatever this is an Xbox podcast that's what it's for yeah it had like a really nice 
like, feel to it, oh, like a click feel to so it. So clicky, so yeah. satisfying. Hey, it, it, no, you mock Ryan's, me. Seriously, I know what Ryan's talking no, about. Knows what I'm talking good, about. Yeah. Good feedback in buttons is like yeah. Yeah. primo. And it's funny because they they must have like <laughs> I'm gonna go get it. You guys they, keep it. Yeah. They themselves <laughs> must have liked it because then when the uh, the Xbox 360 Slims and then the even slimmer version, they all have Chrome. Like uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, the the, the, eject- yeah, that's the, the ejector like buttons, a, a, a capacitive touch yeah. now instead of a physical button, but they were all they were all Chrome. Yeah, did you guys customize your faceplates or no? No, like for real. No. I don't, I don't, I don't customize like anything when it comes to like. There's a few people in the office that bought the Spider-Man PS4, oh, and I'm yeah. like, Spider-Man's great. That PS4 is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, and I think that I think that about most. uh you know, custom consoles. I, to be honest, I'm not just saying that because you're sitting right here. Mm-hmm. But one of my, f- like, the only custom console I liked was the Taken King PS4. Oh, was and it the white the, one? Because it was white. Yeah. And the Destiny 2 yeah. PS4. Because the, the PS4 yeah. Pro, because yeah. that one's white. And for some reason, it, like, it the looked, white like, just, like, looks so shiny. So I, I felt the He's same. back. Oh, God. Oh, that's, it's not autofocus. You got to go to the desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hit Control Plus on your browser. <laughs> It'll like zoom right, in. Yeah, the uh, this one's been That's sitting right. on my. So this is an unopened one. Oh I had, my god! I, I had a I had an open one, obviously that I used. This is number four thousand nine hundred and ten of five thousand. The you can hold it up this now, right? this uh, sh- one. sheathing has come uh, has gotten yellowed you know from gross lighting that's killing us all over time <laughs> but the inside is a i don't know if, how well you can see it that's, got you can see it but yeah the, it's got the concentric <laughs> rings e305 and then just that nice sweet chrome yeah. uh, power button right there it says e305 limited edition and then uh right on the on the packaging but not on the actual uh, faceplate. It says, "If you could look into the future, what would you see?" Oh my God! <laughs> and the answer what is, a wow. question! Now, wow. wow. The is, uh, E3 2013. No. <laughs> no Stop. This Don't. was yeah. This was a really great faceplate. I'm gonna look it up on eBay. Was it? Oh God, man. There's probably too many of them, honestly, for them to be worth anything. Five, I mean, five grand. I don't know. Or five thousand. Five thousand, like thirteen fact, years you, ago. You, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where my opened one is. Hundred dollars, Ryan. Really? Oh wait, here's I mean, one for fifteen. <laughs> oh, here's one for fifteen. No, it's been open. It's been open. All right. Yeah, yeah, what a sealed in box. This is that primo sealed. mint condition. yellow like a Super Nintendo limited run. The face of the future, a numbered edition of five thousand, created for E3, May sixteenth, two thousand five. Anyway, sweet. Um, forgot, no, I forgot ne- how we got here. But. I never owned a, a customized faceplate. The answer is no. All right. So if you have sold one for a hundred, one for fifteen, that was open fifty, a hundred. So yeah. if you're looking to get rich, no, I'm well for I'm hardcore experts. Clarify, uh, IGN's ethics policy says I will never sell. Oh it. Yeah, it's, yeah, this is this yeah. will. Uh, uh, I mean, that's it true. is actually mine. I guess I'd have to leave yeah, the company if I wanted to sell it. Yeah, and that's really not worth the trade off. Yeah. So I think it'll just stay. That's here. technically the way it works here. Is like if we're <laughs> gifted things, they belong to the company, yes. not yes. us. If we um, ever leave the company, they remain in the office. So speaking mm. of my, my PlayStation account, cool yeah. Xbox <laughs> tchotchkes, I wanted to mention one other thing before we wrap up with a with a big game release date, but. The I wish I had one here to show you, but this it's the Xbox Australia marketing and PR team. They have done it again, my friends. Oh god! I don't know if you've seen Lucy O'Brien's Twitter feed. Our senior editor, who works out of our our Sydney office, uh, she t- tweeted a couple videos of this thing. So the Xbox Australia marketing team created uh, in the way that first of all, let me give you their backstory. They've previously made a giant, amazing Xbox One pool float. Yes, that thing is awesome. And then their their seeming peak creation was an Xbox Onesie, which is exactly what you think it is. Nailed it. No, they've topped themselves. They've created a, a special edition Xbox One controller. They've only made like... I think 50 of them or something. Oh, really? Uh, there's not that many. That'll probably be worth more money on, uh, on, on eBay, but not that, not that we'd be selling any, but uh, a grease-proof <clears throat> controller in celebration Finally. Of, of PUBG's 1.0 release on Xbox, the tie-in there being, of course, the chicken dinners. Eat your chicken dinner. You got greasy mm. fingers. It doesn't matter. This is a grease-proof controller. 
<sighs> first of all, and yeah, like God, as much as I hate to admit it, kudos to whoever <laughs> thought of this in the marketing department because that's really good. It's so got you a can, coating on you it. can eat your chicken dinner and not get your controller greasy. Stick, I imagine it's that same coating they put at the bottom of like public pools where it's just like a little grippy, right? So mm-hmm. so much so that it like after a couple hours it starts to like wear on your feet. I was going to say like are, are your fingers turning red like rubbing yeah. up against the thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's now, like I'm I'm it's acid. I don't know. The controller's <laughs> acid. <laughs> it's just got a really high pH. Yeah. Like that's it. Like I kind of get it. Like I'm kind of weird about like I don't Touching know. I, things? Well, about like so like my, your controller, right? The, it can go wrong so fast. Okay, well, Wait, I, well, what? My, I just, <laughs> hold I, I just on, hold on. there's a lot to unpack there. No, there's not. There's not. So when I had my iPhone six, I had I don't know what it was, something on my fingers, some chips or whatever, and I pushed the home button, and that was it. The entire oh, life, the entire lifespan of that phone, the home button felt weird. Oh, like because stuff had gotten on. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. It's just, and it's just from that, and it's the same has happened with controllers too. Whereas, like you know, it's they get greasy and yeah. your joysticks wear down, and and so I'm kind of weird about like like if I touch my hair or something like that, I'm like oh, I'm not gonna go wash, you know, <laughs> before I am gonna play a game. So it's like. But this does not Dude, like. Smart. This does not make me. I don't want this. Well, I'm a <laughs> trash monster, so this is excellent for me. I eat be, whatever, and then I, I go back to playing. I feel like this yeah. is dangerous for yeah. you though, because it's going to send you in the opposite direction. You're I just going to be like, like "No, it's fine. I got the greaseproof direct. controller," and you're just like mainlining fistfuls of Cheetos into your mouth, <laughs> and just like your controller has this weird orange crust to it. <laughs> like, oh, but guys, I, it's greaseproof. Still, you're like, it. it's disgusting. <laughs> No, it needs to be washed. No, it's fine. Trust me. Uh, so Lucy said on Twitter, in all caps, and I quote, it feels really weird. And yeah. then they put up a video of them all sort of wiping various grease on it from different right. boots. What happens? It's, I guess it works fine. I, all right. I suppose. This is the thing. I, is like, to I want to know the science behind this. Like, yeah. tell me what happened. It's on IGN.com if you want to read it. It absorbs it and gets stronger. This is like the opposite <laughs> You're of like better some at Wii, games, the Wii or Switch controllers we had or something. They were like, they were shaped like chicken bones or something. Or they oh, yeah. shaped like yeah. chicken bread uh, drumsticks or whatever. Yeah. And like when you held them, they were clean. But when you put them down, you still feel like you had grease on your yeah, hands. Yeah, it was that weird, it was that weird <laughs> you rubber. like, That oh. weird rubber foam. There's an amazing video. And I think it's on IGN.com, but it's from like three and a half years ago. Brian Albert and Mitch Dyer were playing Dota using those chicken drumsticks as controllers. (laughs) And one of them, I think they were playing Zeus, and they popped an ult and killed like three other players on the other team with these chicken drumsticks. And you should have seen them explode. They were so pleased with themselves. (laughs) It is a hilarious video. Go check it out if you you can. I think it might still be up. Well, good stuff. Uh, I'm taking it down. I'm just yeah, it's not for law. If you're here, finally this. this week for fighting game fans, we finally got a game that's out in February that's not out on February 22nd. Dead or Alive 6 will be out the week prior, February 15th. So sneaking in before that February 22nd onslaught begins. It's a pretty apt title for that release window. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Time will tell. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we actually revealed Dead or Alive 6 back uh, right before E3. Yeah. And, yep, I mean, it's, I'm not a fighting game guy. I know. Uh, I've, I've heard they're doing some interesting things with it, like making it more uh, mechanics heavy. Yes. Yeah, to, like, kind of bring back the fighting game fans. Like, hey, there's actually some depth here. It's not just shtick. To not mm-hmm. make Dead or Alive basically a joke. Yeah, exactly. Because it kind of became that in some circles. Well, once and beach volleyball came out, like that ex- was it. exactly. So they're trying to kind of rein that all in, and uh, they've worked with a, uh, a lot of um, prolific designers. How quickly would it. so there were two, there were two dead or alive extreme beach volleyball games. Yes. Mm-hmm. How quickly, like talking about a sign of the times in 2018. Do you know how fast that game would get killed? Internally, before it ever like it would get pitched and immediately just like yeah. no, well I now we're not doing that. This was a trend. Look at Soul Calibur, right? Like every year or every every new release of Soul Calibur, 
like cup sizes would go up and mm-hmm. and leotards would get skimpier and then it, it kept it was another thing it kept like it was a race to the bottom and it's now finally started to and, pull yeah, back that out. is actually reflected that's yeah. that's one of the things uh remember if you look at the female fighters they're actually wearing clothes they're just they're wearing fighter characters yeah they're, they're using just, garb that yeah, the fighter would actually it's use. not half a lycra cat they're, suit they're yeah. definitively uh but or at least by the, the quotes from from uh Tecmo Koei themselves, the characters are a lot less, I won't say entirely, but they're less sexualized. Fan service yeah, than yeah. Uh, than mm-hmm. in previous iterations of the game. But yeah, so if you are a Dead or Alive fan, February 15th is the date to mark on your calendar, t- 2019. All right. Uh, hey, Brandon, is hey. there anything that I can spend money on on my Xbox this week? Uh, probably. Well, we should go check it. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's your yeah. job. There's a big whole list of it, and it starts... Right now, <clears throat> starting today, you can get, I'm sorry, not today, starting tomorrow, September 11th, Tuesday, you can get Super Street the Games, an arcade yes. racing game. Uh, the following day, Wednesday, September 12th, Construction Simulator 2 Console Edition, where you can build your own construction company and drive some sweet vehicles. Finally. Like, uh, as a... For real, or is like a, a is yeah, like a yeah seriously? It's like it's like a, it's like a business one hundred and one class. Like a, yeah. an, a front, you're building a front. You you buy this and it just enrolls you in a J, in a JC business course. Uh, no, you can drive cool vehicles like from Caterpillar, Labar, Palfinger, Bell, Still Atlas, Mack Truck, all all the all the heavy hitters of the construction Wait, vehicle. I, world. I joke, but again, the, like these simulator games are. Dude, I know. Aren't they have huge fan bases. There's that a reason they have like dedicated. 12 Euro Truck simulators. Yeah, yeah. Farm <laughs> Simulator is like enormous. People love those games. Yeah, yeah. And great trailers for that too on YouTube. Um, September 12th on Wednesday, again, Adios Amigos is in uh, Astrophysics with a comic setting. Astrophysics game with a comic setting. Uh, same day, you can get Revenant Dogma, which is a fantasy RPG. It's uh, also the name of my all, '90s alternative band, Revenant Dogma. Cool, yeah. yeah, super cool. I love, I love like the one-off like comments that that are coming out of this <laughs> segment every week. It's really good. Um, <laughs> Wednesday, September twelfth, you can get Fossil Hunters, which is a casual action action adventure game about digging up fossils and building your own dinosaur. Um, again, Wednesday, September 12th, you can get Time Carnage, which is a frantic survival wave shooter with weapon charging reload systems. That is a 90s title if I've ever Time heard. Carnage, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> the following day, September uh, 14th, I'm sorry, two days after, September 14th, you can get Shadow of the Tomb Raider, little game from... Oh uh, yeah, that little indie title. Little, from- little game from Eidos and yeah. uh, Squ- uh, Crystal. Uh, so that same day, a lot of competition here. You can get Fishing Sim World in early access. It's the most authentic fishing simulator ever made. If you'd like to help the developers hone and fine tune this game, participate in the early access. <laughs> That's right. Or play Shadow. The fishing, f- the the uh, best physics on at the depths of twenty meters are not quite up to par. Well, it does feature seven different locations, eighteen different species of fish, and hundreds of items of equipment to use. Also features live tournaments and four player multiplayer. That's actually honestly that's super cool. Yeah, that is cool. That really is. Like the, the, the extent the of the detail, that's really great. Okay. If you pre order Fishing Sim World, you can start playing Friday, September fourteenth. It's available for everyone on Tuesday, September eighteenth. Um September fourteenth, also you can get Neon Wall, which is a neon esque world of puzzle solving and overcoming obstacles. Read the description. Yeah. Travel through a world of neon solving puzzles and overcoming obstacles. Neon wall. Uh, never mind. What? That's a, diff- that's a different neon level. Oh, okay. Uh, September 14th, you can get eSports, uh, EA Sports NHL 19. We all know what hockey is. Um, what is hockey? September. <laughs> this one. It's uh, like the philosophical question. What is hockey? Well, first of all, Alexa, like, what is hockey? Is this, is this hockey? <laughs> is this EA's hockey? NHL series is, has like... It's had its ups and downs, but it's quietly like I don't think there's a sport, in my opinion, I don't think there's a real life major professional sport that translates better to being a video game yeah. than hockey. Yeah. Like hockey it makes such a fun video game. And I believe, if I remember correctly, this is the first one where they're 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 doing the thing that uh that NBA, the NBA games have uh, been doing for legend. the last few years. Having legends and like like Gretzky and Orr and, and Lemieux mm. in there. Cool. Compete with and against over two hundred of the greatest hockey legends, including Gretzky, including Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> All powered by the cutting edge gameplay technology. Ninety nine others. <laughs> Who was the guy that always uh assisted Gretzky? What was his name? Uh Chelios. Mark Messier? Uh, maybe. 
Uh, all powered by the cutting edge gameplay technology of real player motion tech with explosive edge skating and faster acceleration. More okay, so EA Hockey, uh, NHL 19. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that Actually, we've got a review in the works for that one. I, I would, yeah, be surprised if we didn't. Like yeah, it's, you are it's Canadian. fun. You're Canadian. It's, it kinda, <laughs> seriously, it's just on everywhere, and it's kind of yeah. fun to watch. It's great. You're in line. It's, it's, you're in line at Tim Hortons, and if it's you've just never exactly. if you've never gone yeah. to a hockey game live, yeah. it is an incredible sport to attend in person. Yeah. Here's the thing: really is great. I lived in San Jose for a number of Sharks, years. Man. I was five blocks away from the Shark Tank and never went to a hockey game ever. And everyone always tells me it's like the funnest. Mm-hmm. The, the most, Especially in the playoffs, the most playoff fun live experience. Yeah, they had a yeah. good season a few years ago. Well, the, the, like San Jose was consistently in the playoffs and then always got knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> and so there was a there was a a, a a number of years there for a while where you can get like cheap tickets, mm-hmm. like just going to the Shark Tank and, and watching playoff hockey. Bummed I never did. Uh, September fourteenth, you can also get raised, which is uh, a running game where you sprint through dynamic neon levels in the quickest time possible. Neon again? Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of there's a lot of neon. Um, September 14th as well uh, Nefarious Nefarious is a 2D action platformer where you get to be the villain which sounds right up my alley and then finally September 14th Goner G-O-N-N-E-R Goner Mm -hmm. uh, is a tough as hell procedurally generated 2D platformer with roguelike elements Uh, Tomb Raider by the way and speaking of Lucy Lucy O'Brien 9.0 Mm-hmm. On IGN.com, our review, I read it. It, it act, I was already looking forward to yeah. Shadow of Tomb Raider because, mm-hmm. again, I've said this many times before, Rise of the Tomb Raider was my game of the year for 2015. Yep. Uh, so I was looking forward to Shadow, but our review was like, oh, God, I got to play. I want to start playing it right now. Mm-hmm. Luce has a way with words, man. She does. She's really good at it. Really good at her job. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. So that is it. Uh, those are all the game releases you can get this week. And uh, what about on Marketplace? Anything going on over there, like uh, else, elsewhere? Well, funny you should ask, because on the Marketplace, the Blackout beta for Call of Duty 4 Black Ops, or Call of Duty Black Ops 4, mm-hmm. is running from September 14th to September 17th with a playable demo of Mega Man 11 on there as well. Yeah, we streamed Blackout today, and it looks good, man. It, Bobby yeah, and I, Stav were having a blast. Blackout looks good. I yeah. was so surprised. Mm-hmm. I honestly did not give it the credit it deserved, yeah. but I was watching them play, and I was like, okay. Yep. I, it went, it I went live about it. nine, and I've been I've been yeah. watching it. Basically, I've, I've just had it up on a screen, yeah. and I'm just like, I kind of want to try this today. I, 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 I was like, it's Call of Duty. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. Then we oh, actually looks- see gameplay for the first time. I'm like, oh, it works. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I uh I talked to Bobby right after their stream, and he told me like, I was just like, oh, so what do you think of Blackout? And he goes, uh, one among the things he said was, it's felt like a. PUBG only more polished, like mm-hmm. and, and as and, and he meant that in a very complimentary yeah. way. So it's yeah. like, man, if they're on their first shot, they're mm-hmm. they're already at that that well, level. That's shout cool, out to Bobby for the helicopter crash. Just <laughs> they're they're taking like all of these old maps and the like new towns in there, and there's just other oh, really? maps from like block. Yeah, it's Town like, Island. It's like a culmination of, of all their of, their heavy hitters. Older maps crash is like like kind of put together there. Um, I saw they were having a little bit of server issues, but that's like, it was literally out, I think an hour and a half at that point to be expected. And this will, that was on PS4. This, the beta will have been out for four days by the time it comes here. So it's like, it should be pretty ironed out by then. I definitely recommend jumping in. It looks really cool. Yeah. It doesn't hit Xbox one until September 14th. So that's this Friday. Mm -hmm. Friday. uh, It's already, you get to play it all weekend. Yep. Yeah, fourteenth through seventeenth, and you know if that's not really your speed, and you're more into uh, into some platforming games, you got a playable demo of Mega Man Eleven, which has been getting some good feedback so far as well. It's hard, which is what I, Mega Man fans want. It's hard. <laughs> what Mega Man Eleven? Yeah, I'm an X fan. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's the right show for you. Like as in a as in a former fan. No, I know no. what you're saying. Uh, no, I like I like X one. I didn't even put yeah. that together. Oh god, it's been so a good. long day. I'm also a Mega Man X fan. Yeah. Uh, games with gold for September. You can get Prison Architect from September 1st through September 30th on the Xbox One. I thought you, the next one said livestock, and I'm like, that sounds you, really. You can get you can get livestock, <laughs> cows, sheep, whatever. We're talking about you know weird simulators. So. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. What Live, livestock? Simulator. 
simulator. It's just, it's just nothing but like cows going through shoots the entire <laughs> game. It's an RTS. Uh, Life finds a way. <laughs> uh, no, it's not livestock. Instead, it's live lock from September 16th through October 15th on Xbox One. So that's uh, next week. You can grab that. Isn't there some- what would the more powerful cows be? Bulls? Sorry, I'm wrapped up in this now. Bison? Water buffalo? O- oxen? I'm trying to think of bovines here. Uh, yaks, um, wildebeest, Lego Star Wars three. We'll there, the, there you go. Online. That's the uh, that's the the final upgrade. Uh, Lego Star Wars three: The Clone Wars from September first to September fifteenth on X one and X three sixty. So you can get that right now. And then next week you can get Sega Vintage Collection Monster World uh, from the sixteenth through the thirtieth of September on the one and the three sixty. So you can pick up Prison Architect right now uh, if you want that which I hear good things. Fantastic. All right, let's do a quick trivia question before we head out the door. We've got the ghost of Alana clinging to a one-point lead. Brandon, who's back here. What's his question? One point behind. So you've got a few months to, to get get yourself together. To Miranda, get yourself a point. Uh, to get myself at the was, office. <laughs> uh, occupied on another shoot today at seven points. We'll hopefully get her back in here and try to fool her into winning. Uh, next week because she seems bent I, on losing. I don't like this shoot the moon strategy that she's yeah, employing right now. To each now. their own, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Destin, you know, newly yeah. returned to the show at two points. I'm not doing You're great. playing for respectability, I think, at this point. Yeah. Barring yeah. a crazy mm-hmm. win streak. It's yeah. like you crash in the final turn of the tour and like you're just walking your bike across the line right now. Today's the day when the streak starts. Here we go. Oh, how many, how many points get hot? do I have? Uh, Am I not even on the board? Got one, one point. Oh, okay. So I can beat Destin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Let's do this. Let's do it. So uh, a respectable <laughs> third. Or a, uh, an unlocked fan who goes by the Twitter handle of at SuperShark asks, which of the following games does not have a Bigfoot hidden within it? Does not. Ghost Recon Wildlands, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2004, uh, America's Army, or Far Cry 5. So th- three of those... Have a Bigfoot hiding in it. Mm-hmm. Which one doesn't? Please run in your answer. I'm going to go Destin's way first. B, Tiger Woods. Going with, going with T. Gray. Ryan's put my score down already. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I believe I know. I believe I know this one. So why don't you go? Mark? All right, here we go. This is a thought process, like always. The, Walk us through it. Loud. Walk like, us through it. Yeah, think it out loud. It's like uh, who wants to be a millionaire. You're just think, got, uh, walking us through your thought process here. I think Tiger Woods is the most likely to have one. Because it's silly, DLC. I'm surprised. Okay. I, I would bet that Bigfoot is a playable character in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 like it's, it's driving like meter is all the way up. Bear in mind. But it's uh, Bigfoot short game. Not great. Mark, Mark Medina's, much of his job here involves just seeing every Easter egg in every game. So You're he knows fair. how developers Played think. <laughs> He, he didn't work here in 2004, though. Yeah, not in 2004. <laughs> yeah. uh, still in high school. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it could. Like I feel like that and Far Cry, both Ubisoft. I feel like they... Actually, no. Here we go. Here we go. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Eh, that's okay. the one without it. All right. Now, do you want me to explain this or just give you my guess? It's up to you, man. The floor is yours. You said you know it. I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. I know for a fact there is a Bigfoot in Far Cry 5. I know for 90%, 99% there's a Bigfoot in Ghost Recon Wildlands because oh. it is a mission in the Bolivian jungle. I actually know that there's a Bigfoot in Tiger Woods PGA Tour 20, 2004 because I did a feature on the weirdest Easter eggs and references in games. So my answer is see America's Army. All right. All right. Well, I got it. I don't know. No, the Lord Mark Medina. Oh, no. So, uh, okay. Super sure. Oh, do you got this? You got well, this? Well, here was here was the here was the theory. So I'm right. Yeah, you're right. It's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh it my is. God! I was one percent. Okay, so here's the here's the thought process. Right, I was pretty sure Tiger Woods probably going to have something. Right, Far Cry Five, just silly enough. Far Cry Five and Ghost Recon, both Ubisoft games. They're not going to put. Bigfoot in two of their what games. What are you talking about? They'll put Bigfoot, Bigfoot in Ghost Recon and Wildlands. They didn't. All right, Destin, I was can right. you? No, hold on. This the the listener explain. So uh, it's the mission is to find uh, Bigfoot, but it's not. It's just a guy in a in a in a ghillie suit. Son uh, of a. <laughs> so it's just it's just like GTA fives where you chase the Bigfoot and then you find out it's just a guy in a suit. Spoiler. No, yeah, that's correct. 
whatever. So, Super Shark, well played, sir or ma'am. I think sure. that's the same shtick in Far Cry Five too. Like I know they oh added, they added a Bigfoot at some point. Just ex- take the defeat graciously. I, no, I, you know what game there's definitely not a Bigfoot in is good GTA Five San Andreas. I mean, besides lots of games, San Andreas. That's always been the, that was the big myth, and it was like eventually debunked that there was a Bigfoot like, in there. That there, there was not. Uh, if you would like to try and angrily stump this panel. I, uh, I swear to God, there's a big foot. I could have <laughs> send your. I mean, there's, trivia there's the predator. It's got big feet, so like that <laughs> counts a little so bit, right? That we're tied in points now. <laughs> Unlock. I know my <laughs> Note four multiple choice answers and and tell me which one's the right answer <sighs> next oh, week, and we'll play next week. Mm. In, in Ghost Recon, yeah. Uh, guy, technically, it's it. a subspecies of. Oh boy, here we go. Is there a Bigfoot in America's so, army? So there's Apparently. There's got to be. There's two gags they do in, in Ubisoft games. They either do Yeti or Bigfoot, and they did Yeti for Wildlands, I think. Mm. They did Yeti. There was a Yeti in Far Cry They did Yeti for 4. Far Cry 4. Yeah. They actually released a DLC, right? Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, there's, it got me. There's that. Nicely done. Unlock block trivia. Destin's done. What was his name? Super Shark? Yes. Let me keep my eye on you. <laughs> All of a sudden, you've been followed. But uh, yeah, take exactly. us home, uh, Mark Medina. What yes. are you working on? Where can we follow you? It's uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark underscore Medina. I've been playing. Dare I say too much Spider Man? Uh, it's finally reached this plateau where I love the game. I'm pretty done with it i have the platinum trophy uh so all weekend because i played that all last week i'm just gonna talk about some games i played this weekend i played a lot of two-point hospital fun game really fun yeah i, I saw a things. review of it and i was like okay it's like a simulation thing right like, yeah it's like, like you build a, a hospital down you build a hospital and you cure people but it's like it's like really funny because it's like somebody will come in with like lightheadedness and their head will be a light bulb and like the thing to fix them is they unscrew it, but it, like so it's so like it's dad jokes. It's stu- yeah, it's okay. stuff like that. If if they have severe head light headedness, like they'll have like police lights on their head and they're like flashing and stuff like that. So it's just you know it's just you know like prison architect stuff like that. But it's yeah. it's a hospital and it's it's pretty fun. Sounds cool. good, Brandon. Uh, I'm always unprepared for this. I'm working on just a bunch of Xbox stuff. Um, trying to think whatever getting over the pax plague which was nice mm-hmm. uh yeah nothing really to report on right this second but you can follow me on twitter at at brennan tyrell we're gonna have a lot of interesting xbox stuff coming up um within the the, uh, the coming weeks so excellent destin <clears throat> yeah i haven't really been playing anything oh uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> i played roughly 60 hours of destiny 2 forsaken in one since day tuesday. <laughs> in, in since one tuesday day. uh i stream sometimes and i hit uptime last night and it's like you've been streaming for 15 hours and oh. i'm like dear god uh <laughs> i need to take it's a shower. really good uh yeah it's really really good if you like Destiny 1. They've kind of revamped everything about it. And even if you have the base game, you can go see what the new mechanics are like. Uh, man, they address, like, everything. So, yeah. it's, so you're happy? I'm very happy with it. Even the, the storytelling's improved with the, the main campaign. They went a little darker. And, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the state of Destiny. Your review is on IGN now, yes? Yeah. Is that the final final? So we're recording this now. No, final final will come out after the raid. Okay. But, I mean... This is it's everything but everything the but the raid. Okay. Yeah, I'm, inter- I'm I'm interested. I've been waiting for the Taken King of Destiny two, and this sounds like it. That's it, what it, it is. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Great. And Gambit's really fun. Groovy cool. mode. Yeah. Oh, also, Divinity Original Sin two Definitive Edition is on Xbox One. I reviewed it last week. It went up during PAX weekend, but I've been basically dead since then. So, <laughs> um, you should definitely go check out the review if you're unsure. But uh, that game's real good, man. If you are, <laughs> if you like RPGs, get it on Xbox. You're not going to be disappointed. Fantastic. And I'm at DMC <laughs> underscore Ryan. Uh, again, I mentioned unfiltered at the top of the show. It's Ted Price talking a lot of Sunset Overdrive. Could we get a sequel? Obviously, Spider-Man's in there if you're playing Spider-Man and talk about that. And uh, yeah, the oh, the Forza Horizon 4 coverage coming on Wednesday. Look for that from me. So there you go. Thank you to the panel. Thanks, everybody, watching and listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I want 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.